Welcome, Welcome to Show Us, Us Your, Your Bits. Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totti Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company. I've been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear, because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also there are so many tales. Each week we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives and we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the stories behind the keepsakes that they really love. Behind their bling. Let's get on with the show. I wanted to bring this one because I've got a bangle that my children uh, got made for me for Mother's Day. Um, from Posh Totty Design. From Posh Totty Design. It's not the, you, might have, you might have gathered. <laughs> We're promoting your store quite a bit. Uh, but this says Mama Bear on it, which I really love. So I am their Mama Bear. So That's I always feel so very... And it's just really something that I really love. That Is that I what went. you were always called, Mama, Mama Bear? Bear? Yeah. Oh, very sweet. Then I'm their mum and but I do call them... Mama Bear? I'm getting to the stage, though, with my kids. They don't like me calling them the kids. Because they're kind of old. And we're going on holiday shortly. So I've got a 23-year-old, a 19-year-old and a 16-year-old. So they're kind of grown up now. Yeah. I keep thinking that they're my chickens. I call them my little chickens. But they're not my little chickens anymore. <laughs> so I say, you, and I say, are you ready, kids? And they go, Ugh! Yeah, exactly. And that <laughs> happens. That. that happens. What about the mum and the mummy? Have you got... Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling mom. with the mum at the moment because they were. I was mummy and now I've suddenly gone, Mum! Mum! In this really deep voice! <laughs> And he's a mum. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, come on, like, mummy. Did I mummy? Mama. No. Madre. <laughs> mother. Like, there's always some other option, surely. My children have so. decided that when I'm a grandmother, they're going to call me Nanjo. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> mind Nanjo. Nanjo. I don't mind Gremlin, Nanjo. they were going to call my, us. Um, my father is called um, Dominic. And uh, the whole, the kids, since they were tiny, have called him Poppadom. Oh, Poppadom, that's sweet. <laughs> I love, but this is the language of love. That's You've got a language, language of, love. of love bangle. Because we are going to be talking uh, about the language of love and gold things. I've got shortly. a little, yeah, I've got a little tale to tell of uh, when I when I first started making jewellery, I got an order through and it said Portobello Studios and it said Richard Curtis and it was for five gold bangles five and gold I'd bangles. never ever had an order for gold at that point in my wow. life so I was like whoa this is the biggest order value I've ever seen um and it also every single bangle was a quote from one of his films um so Notting Hill um for weddings and a funeral it was like these quotes and I kind of figured that it must be a fake order and not to get too excited. <laughs> so I held back the excitement and I looked at the number and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to call it to just check. Because everything said to me that there was something wrong. You know, Portobello Studios, Notting Hill, yeah, you know, quotes yeah. Notting Hill. And, um, and I rang and um, it turns out that all of those quotes were real words that were shared between Richard Curtis and Emma Freud in their actual oh. relationship. And so he'd got them put on there as an anniversary present. So he gave her five gold. Bangles. Oh, that is beautiful. And it was the most beautiful thing. That's and really lovely. Yeah. That is proper language of love. Yeah. That's a great story. I oh, I love it. Lucky M. Freud. I know. Um, <laughs> And that's a very good moment. I wish to bring on our fabulous guest. She's a Brighton jeweller, Rebecca Ann, and she is fantastic. So let's 
without further ado. she got in touch with us. She got in touch with us, as you too can. Uh, So please, let's introduce our lovely Rebecca Ann. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming to show us your bits. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited. Welcome aboard. I'm so excited. I want to hear lots. So please fill us in in how you became a jeweller. How I became days. a jeweller. Oh, so this is this is fun. I was actually going to be a midwife. Oh, wow. I was working on delivery suite and then that didn't work out. Didn't quite. Lots of different reasons. And um, so I did a couple of office jobs and then actually my ex said you need to get a hobby go and do something for you free paper arrived there was joy making so off I went and did a 10-week course in joy making mm-hmm. fun in love did another 10 weeks my tutor came in with application forms for uni and that's it that was 20 years ago wow, wow. so you then went on to do university <laughs> yeah, and yeah. what course did you study? so I went and studied at the CAS and did um, silversmithing jewelry and allied crafts so that was a two-year intensive course then once I finished there, it took about two years to actually get a job. But then I got a trainee position down in Chichester. So I was working there in a repair specialists. So again, you learn a lot about jewellery. And also there's lots of stories behind those pieces, you know, why they're coming in for, for alterations. And then slowly made my way to Brighton. Amazing. Yeah. And then have you worked for any of the jewellers in the lanes? Or? Yes, 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 I did. I Actually, I call them my saviours. <laughs> I used to work for Jewellers in the Lanes and I worked there for seven years and they encouraged me to start my own collection. So That's my brilliant. business actually wouldn't be here without them. Do you want to give them a shout out? So yeah, it's a good memoirist. They're Fabulous. Just, yeah, they're incredible. Alex and Nikki. They really just, are amazing, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and their jewellery is incredible as well. Yeah, so. they're just... They have a special place in my heart. Yeah, because. I've just seen that their shop has gone. Hasn't yes, but they, they have. They somewhere? have a workshop in out near Lewis, so you can go in and you can go and meet them in their really lovely consultation space. They've got a bright and airy workshop. They also do workshops, so you can go and make jewelry with them. Oh, that's wonderful! So, so they'll slightly... probably be much happier out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds absolutely. Yeah, it does gorgeous. sound like. Paradise, yeah, fabulous. So now you operate as Rebecca Ann. Yes. And tell us about the kind of jewellery you like making. So the jewellery I like making, I work only in gold. Um, and primarily I make uh, engagements and wedding rings and capsule collections. Often it's reworking customers' own gold because yeah. gold can be recycled indefinitely. Right. So um, we work together to make pieces that represent them, that are quite natural, that it's all about the materials and embedding parts of them in the joy so it might be you know granny's granny's pendant or it might be a, you know a ring from their mom and stuff like that and so then you melt it down and you rework it, down. it yep, and yep. so it's great for sustainability yeah. as well yeah and, um, if it and needs... it's keeping that heirloom living yeah ultimately yeah. Yeah. absolutely and also it's about you know they might have a piece that isn't perhaps weighty enough for what they want but that can be combined with you know gold grain I love make. I mean I love this idea of recycling I got quite a lot of, I'm coming to see you yeah. I got quite a lot of um, <laughs> big 80s jewelry mm-hmm. for my mother-in-law mm-hmm. um when she passed away and um so I've got some bits of some gold chains and stuff yeah. that could actually make quite a nice ring yeah. I'm thinking it could I yeah. mean we actually do a collection where we um melt down all our chains and we turn them into orbs oh, um wow. which is obviously the ba- most basic <laughs> way of doing it is literally melting it down mm. seeing what it creates mm. 
but they're beautiful they're like these little molten orbs and then we set stones in them mm. um and you know it's it's just a really nice way to reuse those kind of broken chains that yeah. you've got nothing that you can do with yeah. you know yeah. so it's 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 a good way oh, and nice. all bits can be used so even if you have odd earring backs all of that can be mm. reworked mm. i heard of a lady once she said oh yeah i had a load of odd earring backs so i just binned them like, <laughs> you're binning money yeah, and materials exactly. it can all be used oh that's very interesting mm. um rebecca you are wearing beautiful rings but Thank you. the one i've spotted is on your ring finger on your left hand beautiful. and it is a gold ring and it's a sort of like triangle, triangle. Mm. with a stone what this uh, sort of a pinkish stone in the middle yeah it's a peach diamond a peach diamond yeah. i've never heard of a peach diamond it's a peach diamond so that's my engagement ring which a very dear friend of mine made um Mad's another amazing jeweller, and actually, I know her from working at Goodman Morris, and she still works there. Um, so it's a, a markle, so it's a triangular, they're naturally formed, and then they had it hand cut for my engagement ring. Oh. So my now husband, actually, early on in our relationship, he was like, How does someone propose to a jeweller? Yes, <laughs> exactly. My husband had exactly the same problem. <laughs> yeah. And every single Christmas and every single birthday, yeah. he has a problem. He's like, Oh, because yeah. <laughs> I just had my 40th and all my friends and my family like we would normally club together to get you a piece of jewelry but we can't do that with you <laughs> do you ever say yes you can I know I was just like, we can we can buy a voucher from my company yeah. I'll make something let's, I really want yeah let's go together with a big yeah. stone yeah. yeah let's just do you know it can be done but they think it's not an option at all exactly you're a I know we don't do well there no I'm never never invited to join book groups Oh, I oh, bet, yeah. And they're like, oh, don't want her. She knows yeah. what she's talking about. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't really. I'm just as much of a reader as you. Oh, that's brilliant. That's amazing. So I digress. Ooh, so, yeah. yes. <laughs> she does that a lot. <laughs> I digress. Sorry. Uh, so this is the most beautiful ring. So um, are you, so your husband, have you got my a married? Husband, a married I wear my wedding ring on my right hand. Oh, oh, wow. Is there some reason for that? It makes me feel balanced. But actually, also on my left hand, I've got my self-engagement ring. What is the self-engagement ring, please? So, <laughs> self-engagement ring, where do I begin? An engagement ring is a promise. And so it was a promise to myself that I'll always have myself, that I'll always respect myself, that, you know, no matter what is going on, I've always got me. That's and lovely. so it was, you know, I'd been eternally single and I was very happy being single, but I wanted to do something for myself. And I was like, why do I have to wait to have a special ring when someone else chooses to give me one? Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to make one for myself. So that's what I did. That's something that that's everybody a, should do. That's yeah. really that's empowering, really isn't it? And, and I, off the did you actually have um, a wedding? No, I didn't. I mean, that would have been, I used to joke if I wasn't married by the time I was 30, I would I would marry myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did used to joke that, but no, I made myself an engagement ring. But I wear it on my index finger as a self, uh, as a like self empowerment because royalty always wore rings on that finger as a sign of power. So oh, flip wow. it to self empowerment. Yeah, so it isn't for anybody else. If I'd borne it on my engagement finger, people might think, oh, she's engaged. So you're kind of sick, yeah. It's for me. I really like else. that. I idea. think we should all do that. I want I yeah. want a self-engagement ring. Because I have to promise to you. I'm gonna go out yeah. and find one. I'm gonna yeah. actually like I'm now gonna buy myself a ring just to put on I'm that gonna, finger. And it's like, a fabulous you're idea. Like, you know what? That's me. I've I've got me. I can do yeah. this and I'm doing it. And and everything else that it represents, it's, it's knowing amazing. that actually in life it is just us isn't it 
Do you sell those? Do you have any? I do. I have. I have sold a few. I was going to say because it's it's a lovely story behind it. I have sold a few and made. You know, using family pieces, they've gone. I want this for me. But I also think that's you know those moments when you're low and life is kind of tough. Mm. And actually, that whole thing that people always say, you know, you have everything you need inside yourself. Yeah. So everything you need, everything you want, Mm -hmm. is already with you. So actually, once you know that, and you can ground yourself back into yourself yeah. it's very empowering and so that's that's such a lovely way of kind of symbolizing exactly. and, re- and reminding yeah that. I mean I know that people have put on rings to um when they've stopped drinking for example yeah. mm-hmm. so I wore a ring I did a hundred day no drinking that, yeah. I won't do that again <laughs> <laughs> no I really loved it actually yeah. but I wore a I wore a sort of plastic ring which mm. actually I and it reminded me it was, really? actually, it was actually really really good thing to do and I felt really bad taking it off I felt mm. duty bound to take it off when I had a drink after 100 days and then I really missed it so mm. actually it's quite a good thing to do to have a thing to remind you yeah. for yourself is quite a good so thing rings, and yeah. rings are like more forget me not ring yeah. yeah and like rings are the pieces of jewellery really that you wear for you you can't see anything else it's rings that you see all the time so yeah. you know sometimes people perhaps would go for a necklace but having that visual reminder no matter what you're doing you might be reaching for something and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah yeah that's that's for that's, me yeah but also it's interesting when you say that about rings being for yourself because I've got like strong written on my finger here mm. on this ring and it's facing me yeah um but I do and I've got smiley face that's facing me yeah. but I do get customers asking all the time like do I wear the ring facing out or do I wear the ring facing in like if it's a heart yeah. signet or something like that do does the heart face out and it's quite an interesting one. What's your answer to that? What For do you me, think? I always think about when you look at your hands. Because yeah. I feel like jewellery is for you. It's not for others. I don't know. That's how I always feel. Yeah. And it's the same when people always say to me, oh, what's the rules for wedding rings? Where do you wear them? And I'm like, well, I wear mine. Mine well, you wear them wherever you want. It's, again, it's about you. Exactly. Um, so there are no rules as such. It's about what feels right. Yeah. What, tell me about your foray into uh, engagement rings for other people. So what what happens when people come in and you do the stories? But tell me, you tell me a very funny story about a guy who came in with a diamond. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's one of the loveliest, but also slightly breaks my heart. So um, this is when I was actually working um, in for another jewellers. And this guy had phoned up and we'd also been emailing because um, he had a stone that he had found when he was a child and he'd kept it. And I think it was almost 18 years and he was ready now to have a ring made with this special stone. And so, of course, you know, we're really excited. So he was getting, he'd done the proposal. And Hadn't he was... yet. He was going to propose with the ring that he had made oh with this stone gosh. and all of the story. And I was the one that actually met him. And when he came in, I was getting ready, doing all the unboxing. And it wasn't a diamond. It was a paste with all scissors, like gold foil on the back. Oh. It's like so the, to explain, <laughs> yeah. So to explain to the listeners, it would be exactly like the kind of thing you would set into, like an eighties brooch, yeah. that kind of you know, or a Victorian, oh, yeah. you know. But but like you say, costume jewelry yeah. rather than uh, anything. So yeah. made of glass. Made of glass. Yeah. Oh um, wow. This one might not even have been made of glass. Like the plast- the foil on it was really. So it was really clearly obvious. <laughs> yeah. But oh. I think because he'd found it at such a young age and it oh, was this it was special thing. Oh, that's so and I, I found a ring up the, um, when I was a child, sorry. No, no, I found a, a ring up my chimney. Oh, wow. Did you? I did. And it was in a little box um, and it was completely burnt. The box was burnt. 
Um, I've still got it somewhere. I should try and find it. Um, and it, and it basically had all these little stones set in it. Um, but it, you could see it was completely burnt. And then in the bottom of the box, loads of the stones had fallen out. Oh. And I don't know how. I mean, I, I haven't thought about that for years until you just. Yeah. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was why, mad. Yeah, why would you? Why would you shove it up the yeah. chimney unless you were trying to hide it from someone? So it's true. Yeah, but um, but it it must have been Victorian times because it wow. was it was a very very old house in Suffolk, so it would have been yeah a proper old. Wow, you know. that's, that's amazing. I should actually try and yeah. find it. And you should try and find out yeah. the history behind it. So Definitely. what did the guy say? Was he, he was heartbroken? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And oh, then no. we started. He did apologise. Like, why are you apologising? Like, there's no no need. So in the end, we we got some stones in for him to view, and he got to pick and do all of that. So it's still this lovely story. And I said, you know, perhaps you could use it as part of the proposal and tell this story because it's so lovely, it and you've saved it for yeah. all that time. I said, you know, if it. It's sad it just can't be he, used he, to this. he almost needs to make you need you need to make something <laughs> that he could sit that stone in yeah. to make it into a yeah. pendant or something yeah. like that so that it that's so but, sweet because it's, it's, sto- it's, it's a lovely story really, really but it's a shame it didn't work out I know. <laughs> do you have any other fabulous stories Ooh, there there's so many so like um working with for myself um i had a musician come to me and we made an engagement ring using his um partner's grandmother's ring so it had multiple stones in it so we used three of them in the engagement ring um and because i knew he was a musician when i made the ring i only listened to his music so he was like a important part infused in the making process And then when they were getting married, we used one of the leftover stones in his wedding ring. So there's all these stories connected into these two pieces of jewellery to take on. That's really wonderful. That's so lovely. It's a really empowering, It's it's a really wonderful thing, isn't it, to be able to bring the past into something yeah. modern. But I think that's the whole magic of jewellery as well. You don't get mm-hmm. the same magic with clothes no. um, or belongings, but you mm-hmm. do with jewellery. The, the sentiment is always there with jewellery and you're kind of, yeah. like you say, you're wearing it on your fingers. They're you're wearing it on story yeah. books. That's mm. what I always say they do because we can sit here and think of, you know, a loved one perhaps might not be here any longer. We'll think of their wedding ring or there might be a necklace or there might be something that they did. So like my grand, she always sort of, moved her jewellery with her lips while she was talking and she'd do it every now and again and it's a clear memory and I know the ring yes yes. you know it's all those things we and I think that's when you think about friends and you think about family I can see immediately their rings Mm -hmm. yeah you know their 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 jewellery or their Mm -hmm. style Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it's quite incredible that's Mm -hmm. why we were so excited about doing a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery because there's just so many There's, there's so many and you know there'll be people that perhaps have gone on travels and they found something and they want to have that incorporated into the, you know, the item. It can be to remember someone. There's just so mm. many, so what's many the, different... What's the weirdest piece of jewellery you've ever made? Uh, weirdest <laughs> request you've ever had? A tooth. Um, it was Granny's tooth. Oh, what? We've had the same. We ha- we've asked if we wanted to <coughs> make a charm bracelet with their kids' teeth. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's quite a thing. Yeah. Ew. But it was it was one of um, Granny's chom- molars. That's worse, isn't it? A molar. Granny's molar. Yeah. Oh, so but was that big... to melt it down? No, no, no. Oh. Make so I had to make a cap and turn it into a pen. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Well, like a shark's tooth, but you've got Granny's <laughs> yeah. tooth. 
That's weird. That is weird. It, it's a Victorian thing. Well, I get melting yeah. it down and making something lovely yeah. out of it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, not going to go anywhere. No, it was just a normal tooth, no gold in it, just a normal tooth that um, was Granny's and they wanted. Well, that. When did odd. it. Did it come out afterwards or did it come I out? I don't know. <laughs> this was many years ago when I worked somewhere that wasn't in Brighton and. I just had to make what I was there. So you just given. said that the tooth one with the kids teeth is quite a popular thing. Have you yeah. done no, one? No, no, I've not. I've not done me them. Either. I've been I used to cast uh, dog's teeth. Oh, really? Yeah. So I used to do that. I used to have a range. When I first started, I had dog's teeth that I cast. So you could have done granny's teeth as well. Yeah. <laughs> No reason why you couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's like lashes around your neck. Yes, <laughs> Whilst we're on things around your neck, can I just uh, point out your very beautiful necklace you're wearing, That's which stunning. I actually They're really, really love that. Mm. So um, to, can you describe it? So this one, so it is set, so I've got a citrine that's a checkerboard, so all the facets are on the top, which is oval, and it's set, um, what is it, landscape. Yeah. And then underneath it, it's got an ocean diamond. So an ocean diamond is a diamond that has been collected from the seabed. There's no wow. mining. Um, and I do a lot of sea swimming. I feel really connected. Yeah, I do. To so do we all. Actually, so, that's yeah. quite ah, interesting. Another thing that's like you wrote a book. I wrote a book called Life Saving for Beginners, oh, which really? is all set in Brighton about sea swimming. Uh, I was I was halfway through writing another book, and then COVID struck, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, write it. So I wrote about what I was doing, which is sea swimming. So I've written a book about sea swimming, which all and it actually ends at this time of year. I'll find your copy. Oh yeah, that, it's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Do you feel incredible? I mean, yes. honestly, I don't know. I, it's taken over the world like it's honestly every woman I know it, it mm. tries it and feels mm. incredible I don't know why it's such a feminine thing though but I have yeah. quite a few men that I swim with but um in our gang but we always go religiously on a Saturday and I've been mm. in, I went I've been trying to go in this week but it's been it's been ferocious. really yes. rough this yeah week. I went yeah. low tide yesterday and it was just too rough as well mm. it was just too tried too windy. morning and evening yeah it was yeah. just too much well, like, I'd know. always wanted to live by the coast. I think I've sort of manifested to end up here. Yeah. And um, and Nikki, who's um, one of the owners of Goodman Morris, she's an avid sea swimmer. And so she ignited this in me. And we mm. used to go for Monday martinis. So it's after work, go for a sea swim and have a martini. That's very <laughs> That's civilized. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's <laughs> great So fun. that was um, what we used to do. And then now I've really got into swimming and we'll do you yeah. swim or do you bob? I do a bit of both. I don't have the whole wetsuit and the goggles and swim. I no. do a bit of best, you know, breaststroke and stuff. Or I'll just float and just be gazing at the sky. And do you do it all year round? I try to. Yeah, same. I here. can get to the end of November and then I find I, I find December's fine. I find Christmas days fabulous yeah I find March to be the coldest yeah March month. is the coldest it's yeah. horrific yeah it's really really cold and, and, and I looked like I was asking for help when I went in in March because my arms were flapping in the air because mm. I couldn't put them under the water they do you just, wear gloves I wear gloves up and until, shoes yeah and then they yeah. they tend to come off sort of uh, May June yeah. time mm. and then go back, back on about October yeah yeah, 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 yeah same exactly same. but I what I really love about it is just the whole massive change of perspective because mm -hmm. the second you step into the water into a different element all your cares and fears mm -hmm. and everything that you've been thinking about on land leave and you have to be very present mm -hmm. when you get in the sea so it's very meditative yeah. because it kind of you have to kind of focus on what you're doing to get under a wave or get mm -hmm. in and you have to really be present in your body and every single cell in your body is feeling that cold yes. icy water yes. i almost don't like it when it gets warm 
Mm-hmm. You know, so so my husband won't go in at this. Well, no, he won't go in until yeah. it gets to like boiling. A, yes, it's like and, um, and so maybe <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So maybe September he'll 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 step in. But he is like, oh no, I like it when it's really warm. And I, it's exactly like you just said. I do not like it when it gets that hot. I, I like it when it's when you can feel it and you come out and all your body goes red yeah, and you get you know and, yeah, it's just tingle, amazing yeah. and you feel good all day and it completely really energized. Hangover. Well, we mm-hmm. shall definitely have to go swimming with you. Um, so, friend of the podcast. So, tell tell us the rest of the story. So, you've got a sea diamond, and then it's got yeah, a lovely ocean diamond, diamond, and then this is a um, citrine. So, all yeah. about bringing. How did you find an ocean diamond then? So, I was just doing research onto like different diamonds on online, sort of understanding where they come from, how they're mined, and the different types, and you know what, what which ones. Because I'm all about. Um, uh, being environmentally aware which is one of the reasons that I work the way I do um, and there's certain materials that I won't work with and so I only work with recycled gold from the perspective of the um, CO2 emissions and I also work with SMO gold so recycled gold uh, from an environmental viewpoint SMO gold from a humanitarian viewpoint um, and I use them because there's no mercury whereas in others okay. there is mercury still used Um so and so doing some research and then found out about ocean diamonds so reached out to them had a chat found out how it's done and you get given a um reference you know exactly where the diamond was found that's amazing so you know where they're found so you can give that to the customer and yeah it's deep sea divers they go down collect the raw and then um the rough sorry and then that gets cut um my on my wedding day i wore a pearl that my dad dove for oh, wow. um and uh julian stevens set it with diamonds around the top on a platinum oh. chain it was absolutely beautiful but yeah it was all like odd shaped and kind of wobbly and bobbly um but it was yeah i've still got that that's amazing yeah it was really beautiful actually, yeah, he actually, yeah yeah so that's what he does is he's a diver so he's kind of yeah wow. so it was yeah that's fabulous incredible. that's mm. so special that's really yeah cool. so that was and he gave it to me years and years and years before and then I was like, when I was trying to work out what to wear for my wedding jewellery, I was a bit like, that will be really special. So, yeah, yeah it's lovely. That's really nice. You work, do you work just in yellow gold? So I work in all of the gold. So I work in the yellow, the rose and the white. But most of the work I make is in yellow. Um, okay. Red gold's really hard to work with. Um and so I, yeah, I don't really work with it. I've probably done two rings in the last four years. Okay. And one of them was using, I made the inside ring using the family gold and then did a thin layer of the rose gold on the outside. So I made a thin band and sort of slight slid them over each other to form one. So it looks like one piece, but with that's beautiful two, two colours. So do you, as you make bespoke orders for mm-hmm. every single client, do you do a design for them beforehand? No. No, no. <laughs> no, don't do any any design. So what we do instead, we play with materials. So I have a sample box of bands just, just to show different widths, different textures, things like that. And then I order in stones for customers to view. There's no obligation. This is all part of the, the process. So we order in stones based on the conversations we've had beforehand. And then we play by blue tacking it onto bands seeing the positions that they like we look at different high tech yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> I love like, that. can i leave with it now <laughs> <laughs> and so that uh, people that work with me they, they there is a lot of trust mm. they're entrusting me to to bring what their vision to life um 
but it's often based off things that I've made before and they say well I like elements from this ring here um and I I have a lot of my jewelry has names um what sort so, of names what do you call them so I've named them after family members um I've had customers name rings after their family so I've made an Edith ring um Ooh. a lady had a ring made using a stone again from her grandmother's ring originally that wasn't going to happen it was going to be a salt and pepper diamond and then as we were working through she said actually I'd love to use this and then she wrote to me and said would you can I name my ring so that when you share it on social media or on your website the name's there I was like ah absolutely so it became the edith ring and anybody that has anything designed off the back of that it's all related to edith and so it's all these little stories feeling connected so how but i can understand if i came in with a band and i've got (laughs) like an emerald or something that i've plonked on with with uh with blue tack but how do you kind of get the because what's so lovely is the, the way the, the setting that you've the done. Settings. So is so, that where you come in? That you, it's your vision then? Yeah, for the yeah. So we discuss how they want it to look. We look at other pieces I've made. And they're like, I like the texture of this. I like how you've done the claws here. Um, so my work is heavily uh, influenced by Wabi Sabi, but more the um, not the aesthetic necessarily. It's more the philosophy, as in. Going Can you explain who that is? Sorry, I'm, I'm... So it's a Japanese philosophy. Yeah. And it's all about um, sort of finding beauty in the imperfect, but not just in how things look. It's the imperfect in life. Understanding that in decay and in the breakdown of something, there's also beauty. Um, and it's about slowing down in life and letting things be and that knowing that um, as something changes so it can actually become more beautiful i don't know yeah. if i'm no you are i mean we we, we well. have a kintsugi collection and a wabasabi collection um and i that's exactly how i would describe mm. it as well mm-hmm. um and it's a beautiful idea of, of basically the imperfections mm-hmm. and kind of um celebrating those imperfections and it's all it's also a lovely idea about the aging process yes. as well yeah. you know it's kind of like I always think my, my mother always says like when anyone complains about their age she always says you know it's better to be living you know like ultimately yeah, we should be celebrating it's a real yeah we should be mm. celebrating every year um and I think that that is the kind of the, the point of it it's like we I every wrinkle we should be celebrating well also yeah. old age is the prize yeah. I mean you yeah, only have exactly. to go through a health scare yeah. you know I've been through one but you know you only have to go through that and you face your own mentality yeah. you go hang on Old mm-hmm. age really is the prize, and actually yeah. bring them on the wrinkles. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, because actually I'd like to be yeah. an old lady. Because if I'm lucky enough to get there, that's that's really fine by me. Exactly, but and you're older and wiser. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. I love that idea. I really, I'm, yeah. I really love the idea about the kind of things decaying and being beautiful as they get yeah. older. It's yeah. for us. Um, our Wabasabi collection is um, using up all of our old mm-hmm. scrap. Mm-hmm. So we basically, you know, ultimately because we hand stamp and personalize lots of pieces we do make the odd mistake because mm-hmm. we're human <laughs> and yeah. every single piece is unique. So we actually end up like like filing that back and hammering and texturing. Mm-hmm. And our Web Savvy collection is basically where we take all those pieces and we don't want them to go to waste. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to, like you say, you know, use up the CO2 by being melted down and reused. Mm-hmm. So we try and kind of texturize it or give it a bit more life and bring it back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we call it the Web Savvy because I think that kind of, absolutely ultimately symbolizes exactly yeah. that and our kintsugi collection has mm-hmm. got the um lines through it has been incredibly popular 
they are considered more valuable than the new ones. They're the more, they're the special pieces. They're the ones that people want to use in these special ceremonies, and that's where it and all comes from. And I've I've got a collection that's called Beauty in the Broken, which is using broken stones and helping us re envision what we see as beautiful and valuable. And it's all coming that's back gorgeous. to those things yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, not being perfect. I'll show you, whilst you're here, I'll show you some of my broken crockery. (laughs) 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 I've got so much broken crockery that my, it's it's hilarious. My grandmother, every single year when I was a child, would give me a piece, like she'd give me like a Staffordshire dog or she'd give me, you know, one of these things. And every single time she gave it to me, it was always broken. And she'd spent so much time gluing it all back together. And she obviously didn't want to give me like a a piece that had any value. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing because I love them now. And I mean, I've got one up there. There's a Staffordshire dog up there and the whole, Oh, the back has all been stuck and it's all kind of you know and I love that and I love the idea of putting gold I've done it with mm. a few pieces actually filled it in with gold yeah. so it's kind of you know with a gold kind of marker pen yeah, <laughs> yeah the actual process I know is the incredible. process is really amazing watching yeah. the master's work like I've oh, contacted so how couple. do they do it so they did so they use they fuse it with it's, gold it's not super glue with gold pens so that's it's what special that's what I did yeah. <laughs> you can get kits to like try it which is basically gold uh, yeah. glue mixed in with gold but it's there's a number of different adhesives that are used to join the pieces together and then pure gold powder is painted uh, is put onto this so it's like almost sort of painted and dropped and then Mm. it's all burnished wow i mean this is an ancient craft it's incredible to watch and and they're called masters the the people that do this in japan Mm. it's incredible it's very special it is but it's, it's also just such a lovely symbol of of how we should all look at the world yeah, yeah. yeah. value and this, and this kind of quest in, that you know the in certainly in the west that we have for perfection and mm-hmm. everything have to be perfect and i don't think that's very it doesn't it's, it's not very healthy it's not yeah exactly certainly, yeah. yeah and how everything's disposable and actually you know yeah. realizing it has its own value and well that's that's i mean i notice on your finger that you have a ring here mm-hmm. that is your um wedding ring so that's mm-hmm. a kind of same kind of difference as having your own engagement ring for yourself is is telling yourself how special you are yeah Yeah. it's lovely well it's wonderful to meet you rebecca thank you ever so much for showing us your (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening we really hope you enjoyed the show and please do like and share with friends all images of the jewelry will be on our instagram at show us your bits podcast And do join us next time for our episode, Share a Hug, when we'll be talking to the extraordinary photojournalist and storyteller, Hazel Thompson, and learning about her fantastic adventures abroad, doing incredible, amazing work. Incredible, amazing work. So that really don't miss that. See See you next time on Show Us Your Bits podcast.